You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Ready for an action-packed day of football. We will find out if my markets are worth a damn. The casual better likes the things that don't move. I'm the exact opposite. I want to bet on stuff that's nuts. Hashtag spray the board. Dialed into the latest line movements, injuries, and props. It's BetQL's You Better You Bet Countdown to Kickoff. Presented by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley. What's up, everybody? Happy and Merry Week 11 NFL Sunday to you and yours. It is You Better You Bet's Countdown to Kickoff. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, and you here on the BetQL Network, where every game's Game 7. No hot take BS on this show. We bring you bets. We bring you sports. Coming to you live today from the Odyssey app, the BetQL app, radio stations nationwide, youtube.com backslash Odyssey Sports, twitch.tv backslash BetQL. Ken and I here bringing you the wagertainment, talking all things sports betting, week 11, Sunday in the National Football League. Presented today and always by the king of sportsbooks, the great people at BetMGM. Download the BetMGM app and visit BetMGM. All right, you know how we do each and every NFL Sunday morning here on You Better You Bet. We're going to cover all the line movement for every single game on the board. And like the the, the board's moving right now. We got we got a bunch of movements on the board here and a lot of the games coming up today. We will hit you with all of it. So line movement for every game and it moved coming up not just to start the show, but we'll update the board as the program moves along. We will give you the latest on actives and inactives as they come in for the early slate of games in about a half an hour. The fantasy impact, the betting impact of the actives and inactives, and we'll tell you what we know right now and what we think is going to happen in the afternoon slate and then Sunday Night Football with the Vikings and the Broncos. Ken Bar Barkley is going to give you the underdog money line parlay. We always look forward to that. Thy Royal Prop King will start. We'll stop by, hopefully, with some winners coming up today on this Week 11 NFL Sunday. And an hour and 40 minutes from right now, best bets, side and total, every single game on the board. We are locked and loaded here. Week 11 NFL Sunday. You better you bets countdown to kickoff. We're back again. Uh, Ken, what's going on? Uh, not a lot, and worth noting the uh the overseas the international games for the nfl obviously over because we've had we've had a game on the last couple weeks when we've come on the air now maybe it hasn't been a particularly good game in colts patriots last week but we've been sweating live football a lot during the show that that's kind of gone away it's got probably a sign that we're moving into the second half of the season last part of the season and college football winding down uh we are about to enter uh, so I, mean, I guess starting today, I always view Monday as the start of the week, but I guess starting today, uh, this is the last week of the college football regular season coming up this weekend. And we'll have championship Saturday, the week after, and then obviously all the bowl games and everything and getting down to the wire. And uh, obviously, I think everybody knows the, the headliner game next week will be Ohio State and Michigan, who both win yesterday. They're both undefeated. Jim Harbaugh will obviously not coach in the game. The market for the game, just for people who are curious, uh, might set up to be pretty interesting. And I, I say that because the look ahead lines, like, you know, books put out a, a market for, for games that are coming up in the future, games of interest, like between big teams. And 
the look ahead market for this game had always been like Michigan by a little less than a touchdown, Michigan by six, Michigan by six and a half. And just checking the board right now just to see if like other places have started opening this market because some of the early openers on this game were less, were a smaller point spread, meaning that Ohio State is more likely to win. Uh, the two that are open right now, and we'll wait for like the really like the important openers that can have lots of money bet into them. Early numbers here are Michigan by three and a half and Michigan by four, which is kind of interesting. So maybe viewed as a little bit more of a coin flip uh, than originally thought. Obviously, Michigan struggled with Maryland yesterday a little bit and Ohio State uh, blew out Minnesota. So maybe those two results are partly shaping this as well as Harbaugh not coaching. So that's the headliner next week. And there's kind of like your early market. And we'll see like when a lot of books open and taking a lot of money, kind of how this market settles. Michigan will be favored in the game. Just kind of a question of by how much. And both teams need the game desperately because... We're going to get into this weird log jam situation with the playoff. The loser of this game, sometimes the loser of this game, like might still be safe, might still have a chance to make it. Like last year. There might be, yeah, there, there might be enough. There might be enough worthy teams that that may not be the case. And so the winner of the, the game somehow has even more importance than it did before. That's interesting. And then the other thing would just be unfortunate injuries, right? Like you're a fan of a team. You think your team has a chance to go to the playoffs. It's part of the deal. In the NFL, it's no different. You're a Bengals fan. You had Joe Burrow. Now all of a sudden he's out for the season. Your team's not going to go to the playoffs. Probably. They're definitely not going to win the Super Bowl. That's really tough. Like injuries cannot, can be real football seasons. Happens every single year. And it looks like it happened to Florida State yesterday, who was undefeated. Jordan Travis, their star quarterback, injures his leg, leaves the game. A pretty nasty looking injury. Now we, I don't have like the update. It's college football, so you're not going to get stuff yeah. as regular. It was, he left in an air cast, which yeah. leads you to believe that he's going to be like, he, I, I was just going like to say week like, one, maybe he'd right. be back, but like he, he ain't coming back. Right. Like the, if they did still, uh, they'll play Louisville. Well, they'll play Florida next week and then they'll play Louisville in the ACC title game. Like, let's say they go win, win and they're undefeated raises two really interesting questions Would the committee who is on record as saying that they consider who is hurt and who is not hurt when selecting teams Would the committee take an undefeated Florida state, knowing it's a backup quarterback. Uh, and and who would the other teams be that they would they take an undefeated Florida State with a backup quarterback over uh you know like two loss team like let's say things go crazy and it's you know uh, Oregon with two losses or something or you know Alabama with two losses they lose to Georgia in the SEC championship if you get, if it gets really weird like what's the threshold for them to still take Florida State if they have a zero in the loss column. Um, so that's that's all pretty interesting. So I think the two big things, and we can do the Heisman as well, where Knicks and Daniels both have huge first halves and kind of coast in their games. Daniels, I think, had uh, eight total touchdowns against Georgia State. Knicks threw for, or had six total touchdowns in the first half against Arizona. Um, you know, the Heisman market taking shape. Michael Penix struggles, but they do win, and they have the toughest opponent. So it kind of seems like maybe, maybe a three-horse race with Penix, like if he can go undefeated, maybe doing it but really it's kind of like Knicks and Daniels and how do people weigh team success where Bo Nix will have a huge advantage and individual statistical success where Jaden Daniels has like the biggest advantage you could possibly have over everybody else what do voters consider valuable how do they weight those two things that'll be really interesting down the stretch too so your three big picture topics we're going into the last week of the regular season and Michigan Ohio State takes on added importance with a smaller point spread market Two, injuries, which always tend to rear their head this time of year. Is Florida State done? Probably. And then three, the Heisman, which maybe is a three-horse race, maybe it's a two-horse race. And what do you think voters are going to go for? The guy who wins the most or the guy who wins more or the guy who has bigger numbers? So just kind of interesting stuff from yesterday. 
We'll get to the line movement coming up week 11 NFL Sunday in a second. But, Ken, give us 30 seconds on the Heisman Trophy here because we'll talk about Michigan and Ohio State, obviously, throughout the week. Time will yeah. tell what's going to happen with Florida State. We'll see how they play against Florida in the ACC championship game. We'll see what happens with Texas, obviously, moving forward as well. But uh, Bo Nix right now at BetMGM is the favorite, plus 110. You mentioned his stat, six touchdowns yesterday. Jaden Daniels, who's like – this is like video game numbers, and we need the NCAA video game back just as like an aside, because right. they used to be really fun, like having a guy like Jane Daniels score like it's eighteen like Lamar Jackson numbers. Like this is it's, what this is. And Lamar Jackson had the same record. Yeah, it's it's pretty ridiculous. So Knicks plus one ten, Daniels plus one forty, Michael Penix plus five hundred, and then like Marvin Harrison now sitting at thirty to one, Carson Beck at thirty three to one. So if we're assuming Ken, it's a three horse race with Knicks, Daniels, and Penix. Obviously Knicks and Penix will play in the Pac twelve title game. Uh give us like thirty seconds here. Anything to do with the Heisman trophy, uh, as it stands right now. Well no, I mean because you ask yourself like, all right, the market has it this way, and if you want to bet into it, you have to disagree with this. I don't I don't really know what the disagreement would be. I guess the disagreement would be Daniels numbers are so good he should actually be an even shorter fit. Like that's what you could argue. But I mean, look, like the the market has the right players. It has the it has I think the I think he has, has them ordered correctly, where Nixon Daniels are ahead of Penix. I would view it the same way. Um making a bet into the market might essentially come down to like how confident are you that Oregon would beat Washington if they play again? They'd be favored in the game. But you know, Washington's kind of been pulling rabbits out of hats down the stretcher and still winning games and still playing really well. I don't think it's like a sure thing that Oregon would beat them. And if Washington beats Oregon, Bo Nix is not winning the Heisman Trophy. Like, that's definitely not happening. So it's really like, what's your opinion of that game? And then based on, honestly, your exercise for this week is, like, Athletic does a straw poll that comes out on Tuesday with a lot of voters for the Heisman. Read everything that's out there. How do how are people going to weigh the idea that one guy's going to win more and one guy has better numbers? This happens all the time in the Heisman because a guy will have better numbers, but another guy will be undefeated. And it always lands differently every single time. And it just depends on the year and the candidates that are involved. I don't know which way they're going to go on this one. I have no idea. I think Daniels will have a huge game against AM. I think that'll be settled. But if Knicks wins out, like what will they value more? Uh, I, I honestly think it's anybody's guess. And if you think you know for sure, my advice would be like, keep an open mind and just like listen to what the voters are saying rather than like how you would settle that argument. All right, so that's uh, the college football update coming off of yesterday. Lots of great betting thoughts following week uh, 12 in the great sport of college football from our guy. Ken Barkley. Uh, you better you bets countdown to kickoff week 11 NFL Sunday. Nick and Ken here with you. Actives and inactives still to come. The prop king still to come. Underdog money line parlay still to come. Best bets to close the show. About 90 minutes actually from, from this very point in time. About 90 minutes from right now. Right now. Speaking of right now, it's time to get to all the line movement today on this NFL Sunday with this edition, Kenny Henderson, of It Moved. I think it moved. I think it moved. I think it moved. It moved. It just hits different. Week 11, NFL Sunday. Does it? It'll hit, it'll hit different yeah, next week yeah. after a couple of days off. It's I'll about the same. That. I think yeah, this one hits about the same. Yeah. Hitting like, that, hitting, hitting like that second slice of pecan pie you're going to have on Thursday. It's going to be great. So put your little <laughs> hand in mine. All right. Uh, let's start, well, Ken. It's the NFL Sunday. 
again. Yeah, here we go. It's, right. it's, it's, it's really funny because it's NFL Sunday like every day of the week now. Uh, Browns and the Steelers coming up in Cleveland uh, in about two hours from now. And the headliner, of course, is Deshaun Watson. Not just Joe Burrow lost for the year. Uh, speaking of Ohio quarterbacks in the AFC North, Deshaun Watson also done for the year. DTR will start today. Dorian Thompson-Robinson for the Cleveland Browns. Ken, this has been a really funny point spread and, and total market, obviously, all week with Cleveland and Pittsburgh. A lot going on here. Break it down for us, including where we stand right now. Yeah, so I think you had really predictable market movement right when the story was announced, right? I, I tell you a team's quarterback is going to be out for the rest of the season. Even if you don't think he's, like, the best quarterback or that there's not some massive difference between him and the backup. Like, how do you think the market's going to respond? It's going to move uh, away from the team that lost the quarterback and toward their opponent. And so that's what happened in this game, where the Browns opened about a four-point favorite. Now, we knew that Deshaun Watson had been injured in the previous game, even at the start of the week, the game against the Ravens, where they, they came from behind to win. We, we knew that he had been hurt in that game, and we knew that his status was maybe a little in question, but we weren't really sure the severity of the injuries or how long he would be out, or even if he would be out this week. So it opens Cleveland minus four, and I think we're all kind of like, well, is that close to like, well, if he misses, like wh where does that number fit sort of in terms of where we are? And then we kind of get our answer, honestly, because he's declared out for this game and out for the season. And the season part doesn't matter for this game. It's just, is he playing in this game? Yes or no? The answer is no. And uh, we go from four through three, which is a really key number and kind of out the other side. And the Browns become a, a very, very small favorite, even like pick. Like pick the winner of the game as a number on the board at some point. And the total crashes as well. Uh, the total opened 38. It drops about four, five points. There were like 32 and a half, 33s on the board with this game. And then so what happens is you have this really big reaction to a really big news story. Watson's not playing. Steelers, the number moves hard toward the Steelers. And the under moves aggressively down, or the total moves aggressively down. Okay, that was like Wednesday, Thursday. What's happened the rest of the week? Basically, like a steady crawl back up in those two things is like what I would crawl, what I would call it. Now that could be like buyback, so people that were able to get the really good numbers one way are now going to come back and take the opposite side, what's called middle of the game, create a range where they win basically no matter what. Uh, that's happening probably a little bit, I would guess. And maybe there's just also like organic interest in Cleveland at a really short number and organic interest in the over in what I think is going to be a totally normal weather game, by the way. There's really no, it's, it's November, there's really not a bad weather game on the board. Um, tonight's game in Denver might have a little bit of rain, Monday night football tomorrow might have some bad weather. But like besides that, like things look pretty good. It's weird to see a total this, uh, this low. So where we sit right now is the Browns have gotten bet back up a little bit. They're a two-point favorite basically everywhere. MGM's one and a half. They're the only ones. It's two basically across the board, minus 110. And then the total has been bet back up to about 34 and a half. Still a very, very low total, obviously, but not the like, you know, blizzard third-string quarterback totals we've seen previously, which it's almost like we were added towards. So Browns two. 34 and a half kind of where we are right now sort of a like a you know a, a back and forth zigzag kind of market all week I, I love that the like the third string quarterback blizzard games or like the every every one of the team has covid and kendall hinton's going to start for the denver broncos back yes. in 2020 at home against Taysom hill and the new orleans saints we're 17 point road favorite and by the way cover the spread in that game i remember yeah. actually i don't remember what i bet in that game maybe i laid the Saints. whatever anyway um just one note on on dtr uh, and this is not me making a case for the Browns. I kind of like Pittsburgh in the game. Uh, DTR was so good in training camp in the preseason. Hashtag people forget 
that uh that that's why the Browns traded Josh Dobbs. Like that's why and like and you can say that was a bad move in retrospect to trade tried to reacquire him at the trade deadline, outmaneuvered by the Vikings, obviously a great move for them. But the Browns traded Josh Dobbs because they felt like DTR was their backup quarterback of the future behind Deshaun Watson. No, he's brutal, obviously, in that spot start earlier in the year against the Ravens. Bit of a different situation now, a couple days to prepare, knows that he's gonna be the guy. Again, this is not me making a case for the Browns today, just that maybe explains some of the bullishness around the Browns. DTR can't possibly be worse. Or maybe he can, that he wasn't that start against the Ravens. On the other side, more line movement here for Week 11 NFL Sunday, and we will begin coming up next with the Cardinals and the Texans in Houston. Kyler Murray, C.J. Stroud, oh baby.